You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. With a great friend of the program, Rob Rang from NFLDraftScout.com. Rob, always a pleasure. Let's start under center, and I'll give you a big-name quarterback. You tell me how much you believe in him, of course. I'll also point out a negative, because that's how we roll in Sports Talk Radio. Starting with Sam Darnold, the biggest flaw, all the turnovers last year. Yeah, absolutely. He had so many turnovers, although I would argue that most of those turnovers came in the first month of the season, Brian, when USC was you know, kind of acclimating to the fact that they lost four of their five starting offensive linemen, including all Pac-12 left tackle and center. Um, and so I think that's one of the biggest things. What I like most about Sam Darrell, why he is my number one overall rated player, and I believe that he will be the number one overall player selected this year by the Cleveland Browns, is the fact that he has the intangibles, he has the size, the arm strength, and the athletic ability that you're looking for. He is every bit as accurate on the move as he is in the pocket. And you mentioned something, I think that's a, a big no-no for QBs, being a former one, playing the National Football League, of course we know. But when it comes down to those turnovers, the game in the National Football League is going to get much harder. And now you're playing with a team that's only won one game over the last two seasons. How does that fare for Sam Darnold, being that he is a sophomore, uh, I say stay for one more year, but many say because of dollars and cents and being a number one pick, you should take the chance. But do you take that chance of going to Cleveland? Well, I think that you have to. You know, I mean, it's what we've seen in the past. I mean, Sam Bradford was a perfect example of it. That obviously he got hurt after his Heisman Trophy campaign and, and still wound up going number one overall. Um, Sam Bradford, in my opinion, Cordell. Uh, I think that it was a wise decision for him to to jump early. Um, And I think especially if he believes that he does have a chance to be the number one overall pick because, you know, stop me if you've heard this before, but I think the Cleveland Browns are ready to pot. I think they could be this year's Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, (laughs) Excuse me, hold up. Sorry, pardon. I'm sorry, I was coughing. I'm sorry. I had a moment. (laughs) No, I I hear you. I I hear you. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, the the, the Browns have the money. They have the draft, uh, you know, the flexibility to be able to make an immediate impact. And unlike some of the past years, I really think that they have now the scouting staff in place, led by John Dorsey, but as well as Alonzo Highsmith, as well as Scott McLuhan, to be able to take advantage of all those draft picks that they have. Now, getting back to the point initially about Sam Darnold, what I believe is why he will be successful is the fact that he does have the accuracy. He does have the poise um, and he does have the arm strength. I just think that when you look at USC, other than the running back, Ronald Jones, who is every bit a, a, a top 50 prospect himself. But other than that, Sam Darrell did not have the weapons that we're accustomed to seeing at USC. Uh, Deontay Burnett, far and away the leading wide receiver for the Trojans this past year, he made the jump early, and a big part of it was because Sam Darnold made that initial NFL jump. Deontay Burnett's a, a day three prospect at best, and he was the best wide receiver Sam Darnold had. Now, if Cleveland finds him some wide receivers, then I think that whoever is the rookie quarterback going to Cleveland has a chance for immediate success. Chatting with a good friend, Rob Rank from NFLDraftScout.com. Rob, the vast majority of our listeners probably did not see Josh Allen play a single down in Wyoming unless they caught him in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl game or what he did in the Senior Bowl. We know the quote-unquote upside, our favorite word, big body, big arm. 
Here is the negative, and I'm not a huge stat analyst, but even I can read a spreadsheet. Less than 60% completion rate at Wyoming. Can you give me a precedent, Rob, because this is what you do full-time? Give me somebody who struggled statistically in college football and suddenly got better in the NFL. Uh, I would say Blake Bortles would, would be an example of that, that he had his one eye-popping performance uh, as a junior at Central Florida before making the, the big jump. And, and you could argue that Blake Bortles has not been very successful with Jacksonville Jaguars, but at the same time, he, he obviously wound up going number three overall and you know, led a team that, that is now um, you know, at least went to the AFC championship game. And this is a a good football player in Josh Allen. What I would say is most intriguing about Josh Allen, besides all the physical attributes that you just mentioned, Brian, is the fact that Josh Allen did improve as his career went on. And at the bowl game, famous Idaho Potato Bowl, as you mentioned, he was spectacular in that performance. And then in Senior Bowl, and I've been going to Mobile, Alabama to scout uh, alongside all the NFL general managers and those guys since 2001. I mean, my first year was watching guys like LaDainian Tomlinson and Steve Hutchinson there. And it's very rare that you see a player from a so-called small school improve every single day in practice and then carry that over into an impressive game as well. And that's exactly what Josh Allen did. And so it kind of goes back to the idea that this is a player that his best football is still ahead of him. And so, therefore, I, you know, I, I bit the apple. I, I believe that Josh Allen can be a very successful starting quarterback in the NFL. He does need some time, but the upside is there to warrant top 10 consideration, and that's where I think he's going to wind up going. I have him going number five overall right now to the Denver Broncos, who, of course, John Elway knows a little bit and scouted uh, Josh Allen in person at the famous Idaho Potato Bowl as well as at the Senior Bowl where the Broncos award the coaching staff. Well, I mean, one thing you hope that the developmental process can be good, not because of them getting a chance to start, but because of the pressures of being good uh, won't hinder them from doing that. But when you look at these quarterbacks, I would say in this time and in, in, in era of football, quarterbacks are taught NFL caliber style offenses throughout the National Football League, whether spread offenses, no huddle offenses. Way back when, when I played, it was getting in a huddle. You got two backs in the backfield, two wide receivers, hand the ball off, and let's just hope we have a great running day. Well, now it, it's about putting the ball up in the air. Is it okay to say that all these quarterbacks, whether it's Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, to Josh Allen, to even Baker Mayfield, these guys are pretty much pro ready in a sense of how the, the game is today for the quarterbacks in the National Football League? I think that is fair to say, Cordell, with the four players that you just mentioned. Baker Mayfield, you know, the fact that they, he played and spread offense uh, while at Texas Tech and then before making that transfer to Oklahoma, that was a little bit of a concern. And that's one of the reasons why I really applaud the young man for agreeing to participate at the Senior Bowl um, and, and be forced to, to change to a little bit more of a pro-style offense. The Denver Broncos were the group that, that he worked under. So I was not a big Baker Mayfield fan. I'll call myself out. Uh, you know, because I just thought, hey, this is a guy that is taking advantage of, of the historically weak Big 12 defenses uh, and playing that spread offense. But to see Baker Mayfield in person, to see that snappy release, to see that, that he de- can create much greater velocity uh, with the football than I thought that he could based on film review, uh, I think that he can do that. Now, the one quarterback who is 
bandied about as a first-round prospect that you did not mention, Cordell, that I have some, I have some questions about his ability to come into the NFL and be immediately successful would be the 2017 Heisman Trophy winner, Lamar Jackson from Louisville, who did play in a little bit more of a simplified offense while at Louisville under Bobby Petrino, who has also led several other quarterbacks to be very successful in his scheme, and then they've kind of gone to the NFL and struggled to acclimate. I believe Lamar Jackson has all of the talent that you're looking for, but that there is going to be a learning curve. And unfortunately, as an underclassman, he was not allowed to participate in one of those senior All-Star games. So it's going to put that much more pressure on him to see how he performs during the throwing sessions at the Combine, where I'm sure I'll be able to catch up with you guys this year as well. Rob, let's wrap it up at the running back position. Beyond Saquon Barkley, how is this group coming together? You mentioned Ronald Jones of USC. We had a real good conversation with Ronald on Radio Row at the Super Bowl Minnesota. He's a very impressive young man. I think he's going to do well in the interviews at the Combine. Yeah, I think he will also. I mean, he is, he's a guy that reminds me physically uh, of a Jamal Charles, a Chris Johnson. I mean, his straight line speed is remarkable. And He's also one of the best guys that comes to the ball security, and that's not something you necessarily expect for a back at six foot two hundred pounds. But whether it be Ronald Jones, whether it be Nick Chubb and Sony Michelle from Georgia, those are two of my absolute favorites in this draft class. I, I think this running back class is, is very good. It may not be quite as good as last year's, but last year's was phenomenal. But I, I do believe that, that NFL teams are going to be able to find running backs not only in the first round. You mentioned Saquon Barkley. He's the only back who I think is an absolute slam-dunk first-round pick. But if you're going into the late portion of the first round and you find a guy like a Darius Geis from LSU, I mentioned the Georgia guys, uh, you know, I think that you can find a running back in the second or third round this year and maybe not be able to pull off what Kareem Hunt did for the Kansas City Chiefs. But I feel very strongly that you can find a starter who can help your team win in immediately and that the running back class is about as deep this year as it was last year and therefore is one of the strengths of the 2018 draft class. Rob, great information as always. Thanks so much for joining us again on the NFL on TuneIn. Always a pleasure. Thanks, guys. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on. Tune in.